to be honest, like I was frustrated with you for several, you know, at several periods of time throughout the past year when it's like, you know, I was really deep diving this stuff. I was like really trying hard to type you and I was coming in with this information and it's, it's, it's really the nine fog. It's like, you're trying to touch them and your hand goes through them and it's like, Oh yeah, maybe fine. Yes. Yes. And then the biggest and yes. And yes. yes, And and everything else. (laughs) I'm a 10. Yeah. Hey everybody, welcome to No Small Thing, the podcast dedicated to helping you live a less certain and more curious life. I'm Scott, and I am with Daniel Caius tonight. Hello everyone. <laughs> it's official. And we are at Daniel's house in Bellingham, which is also McKaylee's parents' house. Daniel's wife, who I did their wedding. <laughs> <laughs> also on the on the No Small Thing Enneagram 6 episode. Oh, right. Okay, so McKaylee was... Okay, we're about to get into some Enneagram conversation here, but this this is all going to need a lot of setup because the Enneagram is back. It never back. went anywhere, but here on No Small Thing, it's back. Uh, we're resurrecting the Enneagram, and I'm at this house in Bellingham, which is a really cool, fun, spacious house, not at Mace's house. And um, we, I just have to say, to get this off my chest, something very strange just happened before we started <laughs> recording. <laughs> so I tend to have some whiskey while I, to drink during the podcast recording. I bought some whiskey on the way into this house tonight. I poured myself a glass before we started recording and tasted something outrageously strange and foreign. And then I looked at the label of this whiskey and it is straight bourbon whiskey with natural banana flavor. <laughs> and I tried so hard to salvage this but it was so utterly offensive <laughs> and strange and sticky and wrong. wrong. Like I do not think banana should be in whiskey. And now it's sitting here. It's called Howlerhead. I am offended. And they did not make it clear on this bottle that it had banana. It's in very fine print on the bottom. I mean, it looks like it's part of the label design. Yeah. It's very well hidden. Oh, guys. Luckily, there was some tequila in the house that will get me through this podcast (laughs) this dreary (laughs) podcast episode but i i took it took me about 30 minutes to get over that (laughs) okay (laughs) we're talking about the enneagram everybody the last time we did this we had the enneagram blitz and took a five-week break from the enneagram blitz and then we had one final mysterious episode called the enneagram doesn't even exist and it's been almost over a year, essentially, since we talked about the Enneagram. Daniel is our friend, a longtime No Small Thing supporter and friend and guest. <laughs> well, is one of our most listened to episodes on Enneagram 9s. But, okay, I, I, this, is my, this is my try to, like, intro to Daniel. But um, over the last year, Daniel has deep-dived the Enneagram more than anybody else I know personally. And so Daniel is now going to come in for our Enneagram series. So back to the No Small Thing Rhythm. Every five episodes, we'll be doing an Enneagram episode with Daniel 
And what I'm considering is Daniel is <laughs> talking about Daniel while I'm looking at Daniel in Daniel's face <laughs> right now. Daniel uh, is going to be our resident Enneagram expert. I'm fine with that. Okay, great. Good. I mean, you accept that title? I accept, yes. <laughs> okay. All right. So now that everybody has that backstory, if you're new to No Small Thing, I don't know what to tell you. We're just going to dive right into this. But um, I guess maybe... Daniel, like what, what is your Enneagram journey been like this year? Like hmm. you, you deep dived probably big hormone and some other things too. Yeah. I mean, I guess the place we can start is like, right. The last maybe touch point, open your chips. It's fine. Um, <laughs> talking to Michaela over here, very gingerly <laughs> with the tips of her fingers, bring, <laughs> bringing a, a bag of chips, chips into yeah. the living room. Okay. Bye. Um, yeah, I mean, like, it feels like the last touch point for No Small Thing in the Enneagram was the Blitz, mm-hmm. where it, it kind of is this interesting, like, fork in the road, where, like, Scott and Mace went one... Well, really, we've all gone different directions with it, but, like, it kind of felt like Scott and Mace went one way and, like, okay, we're taking a break. This has been a lot. But for me, just being your guys' friend and a listener, like, this was sparking a bunch of interest for me. Right. And so it was really interesting seeing the two of you be overwhelmed with this. And I was, like, trying to hold that overwhelm with you guys, but also, like, just complete and utter excitement for me. Mm. Um, because we were talking earlier, like, the Enneagram felt like it had gotten really stale for me. Right. Um, over, let's see, I, I started with the Enneagram in 2017 was when y'all introduced it to me. Um, and I, I mean, you guys started no small thing and I, I always kind of felt like I was playing catch up with you guys. Cause right. it's like Scott and Mace are always having these Enneagram conversations and it's like, I'm not privy to all of those, but I can listen to these podcast episodes and try to like get in and this, <laughs> this whatever that is. Um, like hopscotch. You're trying to get yeah, in. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Let me in. <laughs> um, but then it also just felt like you guys had so much more knowledge than me hmm. because you guys had these books you were flipping that through. That won't do. That won't do. What won't? What do you mean? <laughs> Somebody having more knowledge. Oh, uh, than me? Yeah, maybe. I'm a little bit of a... That's maybe where my three fix comes in. Yeah. It's like, oh, someone knows something about that? Let me just grind on it for five years. And I'll, I'll slowly take the lead. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but yeah, it, it did feel... it. The Enneagram has always, since I kind of became aware of it, has been this really fascinating thing that I, I kind of didn't want to be stupid about. And so right. I, I've, I've really been intentional about getting information about it and tracking my sources and all this six fix stuff. Um, and yeah, so, you know, for a while it kind of felt like we were, you know, you can take it a little bit. Um, you can get a little bit far with the Enneagram in terms of like, okay, you learn, you learn your main type and maybe you're typed correctly. So, you know, fingers crossed on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, I was, I, I, I typed as a nine from the beginning. And I think that it's pretty obvious that continues to be my type. Um, but, um, so I, I had some revelations around how I minimize myself or pass myself up and, um, had to do some work with like letting myself exist in this like really full way and all this stuff. Um, but, you know, it kind of got stale after a while. And so when you guys kind of encountered Big Hormone um, and started doing all of this pre-Blitz stuff, it got really exciting for me because I was like, these people are talking about the Enneagram in a way that I haven't heard anyone talk about yeah. it before. Yeah. And it's like, that's 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 interesting. Yep. Um, and so while you guys were taking your break from the Enneagram, I essentially 
binged their podcast because I was like, you know, whether they're right or wrong, this is an unforeseen opinion. So <laughs> I, wa- I want to know if it's wrong. I want to know why yeah. it's wrong. Um, or an unforeseen approach. Approach, yeah, yes. They, you know, we were doing Richard Rohr. We were doing Wisdom of the Ingram, mm-hmm. Russ Hudson. We were doing Beatrice Chestnut. Mm-hmm. We were doing Susan Stabile. Helen mm-hmm. Palmer, those were all the teachers. Mm-hmm. And then these people came in. Right. These people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these and, people. And they did have a refreshing approach. Yes. You know, it didn't mm-hmm. feel like a little parlor shop with like mm-hmm. little white gloves and doilies. Right. You know, uh, right. it was bold and brash. And, and um, <clears throat> I mean, something that struck me as I, and let me just say for anyone listening, like I am... Absolutely an advocate of the big hormone Enneagram. And it's mm-hmm. they're kind of paired with what I would maybe call the Enneagrammer school. Um, this kind of different approach to the Enneagram from all of the, those names that you listed. Um, I think that that is closer to the truth than what most people are touching on when mm. they play with the Enneagram. Um, well, yeah, and I would say... <sighs> well, what am I going to say here? Mm-hmm. Um Closer to the truth. So what I, I mean, you correct me if I'm wrong or if you don't like this, but like closer to the truth in the sense that they're not softening their opinion. Like I think mm. in the blitz talking to Beatrice, mm-hmm. talking to Suzanne Stabile, mm-hmm. talking to our friend Ben, it's like nobody seemed to be willing to come right out and be like, I don't think you're a five. Mm. Like I was like to Beatrice, I was like, okay, this is an episode about typing right. and mistyping mm-hmm. and got, I do not want to mistype. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about mistyping and the pitfalls. And here's Beatrice, the author of the book. And I'm like, well, let's, let's do me at the end here. Let's, let's talk to the professional Beatrice. And I'm like, within literally, I feel like 60 seconds. I'm like, there was a time in college where I didn't want to go out and do a snow fight. Right. And Beatrice is like five. Yeah. And I'm like, really that quick? Like, yeah. Oh my God. It felt, it felt really, to be honest, uncurious of her. Yeah. yeah. Not, not willing to really interrogate it. And, and I think as much as I love these people, cause I still love Beatrice. I love Suzanne Stabile. And I think they have an important part to play in this whole broad landscape. That's probably a very annoying thing for me to say, but like, <laughs> um, I was a little concerned that they weren't willing to like speak the hard truth. Like, hmm. you know, big hormones, like you're not, a, you're, yeah. you're not a five. You're not a five, bro. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 yes, I see what you're saying. And like, let me just say also side note, okay. I have a banana oh smell gosh. on my finger oh my and that's gosh. even offending me. That is, that is so, offensive. From the banana flavor. Gosh. Which, yeah. That's, keep going. Sorry. that's sad. Very sad. <laughs> Feel bad for me. Tears for <laughs> Scott's banana fingers. Um, <laughs> mm. um, okay. So this is interesting. Cause like about a, we've been, people we've been talking about doing this episode for like a month, two yeah. months or so. And so I've just kind of slowly been working my way back through the no small, th- no small thing episodes that have been done on the Enneagram. And I listened through at least Beatrice Chestnut. Um, and I mean, we can really dive into this. Maybe we could de- dedicate a whole episode to this someday, yeah. but I, I think Beatrice Chestnut is grossly wrong around many aspects of how she uses the Enneagram. Oof. Um, and so I was kind of prepared to be like, everything she say is wrong. Um, but for the first bit, she didn't really get into what she calls the subtypes. Or oh, the, you listened the, to this recently? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like, man. Like, yeah, this couple is weeks great. Ago. This is very yeah. helpful. Oh, I'm on my shit. <laughs> um, and uh, 
Yeah, for the first like 45 minutes, she's kind of speaking in general terms. She's not going too deep into like the um, the particular um, fan fiction that she's written around the Enneagram. And so it's it's kind of this like overview <laughs> thing. It's a low key. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what you'd want to call that. Subtweet. Yeah. <laughs> Diss um, it. Yeah. No, if you're listening, Beatrice, I am dissing you. Um, she's going to have to get out of her two pride and be able to receive that. I know, but she's a six is the thing. <laughs> <laughs> she's not even a two. That is so good. That is um, so good. But yeah, anyway. Yeah, so the thing of it was, is like, yeah, there, there are certain ways that she can talk about the Enneagram, mm-hmm. especially about how it's being used broadly, that I'm like, yeah, I agree with the words you're saying, but I don't see that lived out in her practice of it because she's doubled down on this really particular and strange, as I said, fan fiction about Dang. how the instincts magically kind of change the way the types represent, which doesn't look at the broader structure of it. And so I guess, like, we've kind of been swirling, I think, in trying to locate ourselves here, but like something that I've something I I think rather tangible that I've come away with after this like year of deep diving has been, there is a particular, when we're talking about an Enneagram type and ego and all these words get thrown out, we can maybe define these terms in a second, but like we're talking about a specific specific psychological, specific, (laughs) we're talking about a specific psychological structure Mm -hmm. that, that creates patterns um, and there's no structure to what Beatrice Chestnut is doing. Dang. Um, it kind of feels like people have critiqued JK Rowling about like writing magical doors into her storyline where it's like, yes, you know, it's like, Great Oh, we, we didn't see that coming and it's, she's the writer and it's all magic. So she can just like yeah. make it work. Yeah. And it feels very much like, like there's no in, internal logic to what Beatrice is doing. Got it. Oh yeah, that makes sense. And I, and I think when we listen to Ian Morgan Cron, like someday maybe we'll do an episode where we just go through all the major teachers and critique them. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. That'd be fun. (laughs) But, um, you know, Ian Morgan Cron is like Beatrice Chestnut light. Yes. And I think so much of his content Mm self-proclaimed comes from Beatrice and that book. Mm, Yeah. And that would make sense. So, the big joke out there. And I just don't know what to do with this. It's like, I have too many thoughts on this topic, but it's like, (laughs) okay, so is the big giant, funny, comical, tragic secret that Ian Morgan Cron is a blatant nine and out here parading around as a four, which I believe is true. Yeah. I I agree with that. Just like this guy has no darkness and it's like Mm -hmm. maybe, you can tap into darkness mm-hmm. and maybe it's like, oh, I've worked on my darkness. I've, right. I've, overcome. I mean, every human has some darkness, right? Yeah. It's a, it's just a universal thing. I have been in a room with Ian Morgan Cron. Oh, have you? And had him lead a liturgical night of worship. Did not know And that. I thought it was so profoundly cosmically interwoven with the community there. Like mm. he had a, an innate ability mm. to, tug on our heartstrings yeah. and just like own the room. I was like, what is happening? Mm-hmm. It was a profound experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I do think he's in touch with a cosmic thing. So I, yes. I definitely think Ian Morton Cross and I, but all that to say, my big thing is um, it's so strange to think of these teachers that we were so obsessed with in our early days, Beatrice being one of them. And then to think this hilarious roast of like fan fiction uh, of the Enneagram, <laughs> um, of, of thinking 
I guess it's the same thing that goes with like biblical scholarship. Mm-hmm. One little thing can set the whole thing. It's like a, a stack of cards or whatever, you know, cards falling down. It's like, right. can set us all in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, Beatrice Chestnut. Yeah. And we, you and me, we were just talking about this. We're sort of impressed by the thickness of the book. <laughs> is it thick? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, this is the biggest and thickest book on the Enneagram that we're aware of. So it must be valid. Right. You right. know, although to be honest, like, uh, wisdom is thicker. So. <laughs> All right. All right, Russ Hudson. <laughs> you got a thick <laughs> Thick and wide. Yeah, I mean, it's girthy. It's a girthy, you slap that thing on the table and you know it's there. Oh, my gosh. Uh, okay, well, I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. Uh, we're, so we were talking about fan fiction and Beatrice? Yeah. Um, I mean, basically, okay, so... So you guys are doing the splits. Mm-hmm. I start listening to this podcast, Big Hormone Enneagram. Yeah. There is kind of some low-key beef between No Small Thing and Big Hormone Enneagram. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... Not at the time, though, right? Not or, th- or at the time, mm-hmm. was it already brewing? No. So you guys had your first... So so let's just create a little bit of a timeline here. I think it was brewing. Behind the was, scenes, you I think knew it was, it was brewing. brewing. Like, they, they, yes. they typed Mace. Oh, or, no. So here's the thing. Um, like late 2019 or was it 2020 here? Let, just give me a second. Um, <laughs> Daniel's I, I do notes. have notes because that's okay. Yeah. Kinda... So the first episode of big hormone was not a four. Yes. And, and you had that conversation yeah. in December of 2020. Right. Okay. Um, Mace was initially open to that. In fact, yeah. they texted me and were like, I just had a conversation with this podcast I've been listening yeah. to. They say I'm not a four. They think I'm a nine. And I yeah. was like, no fucking way. Yeah. You're, um, you're a four. I mean, everyone knows Mace is yeah. a four. And then I went over that night and we were talking about it and they were like for the first time telling me these ideas about how nine and four have been like uh, blurred and yeah. how much of what people think is four is actually nine and all this stuff. Again, this is stuff we can get into. Also, go back and listen to No Small Thing episode. I don't know what. No, yeah, not a four. Not a four, yeah. Um if you want clarity on that, because they say it really, really concisely. But um, yeah, Mace was initially really receptive of it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, side note, everybody. Mm. Gotta say, yes. this is all being done under the blessing of Mace. Yes, that's true. That's true. <laughs> we love you, Mace. We all talked about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe if anybody's confused, <laughs> this isn't a secret recording. <laughs> um, so that's just another little element to this. Yeah. So. But um, I think as the Blitz went on, for one, as you guys started off the Blitz with like, oh my God, also Scott isn't a five. Mm-hmm. And then it just kept, and then you brought in what, Ben and Beatrice and all of these Suzanne. people, Suzanne, who were yeah. like, actually, we we think you might be the types you originally typed as. Mm-hmm. One, I just understand that that dissonance got really overwhelming. Um, and... Yeah, so then Mace then had just some like in the moment reactions to mm-hmm. like it, it felt like I like these people came in and typed me um and it was really overwhelming. Right, just free form processing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and and okay, so this was all in I think this was at the end of the blitz. Like yeah, yeah. Mace commented that. Scott comments a, a dig at Big Hormone. Oh yeah, so there are certainty podcasts. There are certainty podcasts. I, I still stand by that. See, I, for fun. For fun. I'm saying that for, for light humor. Uh-huh. Like, I know they're not literally a certainty podcast, but like, it felt fun. Yes. Uh, hey, here's what I'll say. Maybe I'm attachment type. Maybe it's a nine thing. Mm-hmm. I've I've tried. Okay, someday maybe we'll just go all in on a big hormone episode. 
I think that'd be fun. Yeah. I've, I've tried interacting with them and I've noticed that I'm not sort of like interacting with them in a, in a spirit or a mode or a style that feels true to myself. Hmm. I'm trying to channel big hormone to mm. sort of speak their language, which is a little sassy. Mm-hmm. L- recently you the word, used the word prissy, which I liked, but like, <laughs> um, a little sarcastic. And so like, I've noticed it hasn't worked. I'm like, crap, mm-hmm. this isn't even how I wanted to respond to you guys. Yeah. I just wanted to say something that was sort of speaking your language, but like, right. Um, it's really social and really attachment. Right, right, right. right exactly. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, um, I think, uh, the, 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 the vibes, hmm. the phenomenological experience of talking to big hormone, uh, which is David, Emeka, Nancy, and John, was by John's book. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. It was, was, um, a little bit of lack of curiosity. Hmm. And so I could say, yeah, I understand that big hormone is curious in terms of exploring, going deeper into the Enneagram. Mm-hmm. But as somebody that was talking to them in real time as a human, right. I, they didn't seem to convey much curiosity about me as a person. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's because they were just noticing things that they, that was the curiosity. Well, so, so yeah, there's, and I love that you brought that up and kind of flushed that up because we had a really interesting conversation around this when you were helping us move. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, and some things I want to touch on is one, it's interesting that what you experienced was them not seeing you as a person because uh, three out of four of them are social blind. So, so much of like seeing you as a person is right. that social instinct. And it's not that they aren't able to do that, but that's not speaking of a personality structure and patterns, that's not part of the pattern. Right. And it's not really on the radar. Right. Um, The other thing that I think is interesting that like, I think it's a funny dig at them to say you're a certainty podcast, but I think it's so funny. No, it's, it's, it is really funny. (laughs) And like, there's a funny way in which similar to Mace, I can't, can't take a joke sometimes, especially when there's information involved. I'm like, well, okay, yeah, that's a funny joke. Okay, let's get to the info of it as an equation. Um, (laughs) But, you know, um, just to make this point, I would kind of compare it to, like, um, play. Because, like, here at No Small Thing, there's kind of this big, like, I don't know if it would be a belief, but I'll just say a belief that, like, play is underrated and far more important than a lot of adults give it credit for. Yeah, right? Totally. And so I imagine, like, let's, as a thought experiment, imagine you bring on some guest who's like, I think play is dumb. It really is as simple as we think it is. And there's really (laughs) nothing more to play. Yeah. Um, If you said, well, actually, no, we actually do think that there's a lot more to play. And if you double down on that, they could accuse you of being uncurious and being certain. But your whole thing is like, no, Pushing against certainty and being curious got us to this place of seeing play for what it is. Totally. And so I think in a similar, that analogy works with how big hormone experienced, I I don't want to assume what they experienced, but just like what I wonder is that did they experience you such that like, um, I lost my train of thought, but you guys get the analogy. <laughs> this is good. We allow for a losing train of thought mm-hmm. on, I like, I like this here at no small thing right now. You are at no You're, small here thing. Here you everybody. are location, but no, that's, I think that's totally, totally true is to, well, obviously it's good to put yourself in someone else's shoes and think about it from their perspective. Um, I think maybe there was a slight bit of arrogance heading into those recordings, thinking that we were sort of on equal footing mm. as Enneagram mm. enthusiasts. 
Hmm. And I think obviously in retrospect, especially now reading John's book, it's like, okay, yeah, these people are way far beyond us. Right. Um, but no, it was a playful dig. I, yeah. I, I really wanted to be in their zone with them. I wanted yeah. to be making fun of them. Yeah. And be like, oh, you guys like making fun of people. Like, yeah. let's just make fun of But like, yeah. I of course don't think they're a certainty podcast. But like, right. I, I really had the sense that that was the way to earn their respect. Yeah. And then they got offended. And okay. I'm like, okay. So, and so that's interesting because part of my journey after, as I was deep diving this podcast is like the Enneagrammer one, if you want a new Enneagram website that you haven't heard of before, maybe you've heard of it, but Enneagrammer.com is good. like really good. David and um, this other guy, Joseph, and I think Emika. I think I thought it was mostly Emika, but I could be wrong. I, oh yeah. Emika's on yeah. it. David is. And then um, this other person, Joseph, who was on okay. a couple of their episodes and is really involved in this Facebook group, but they have this website that has a Facebook group attached to it. Um, I think Mace has gotten kicked out of the Facebook group. Actually, no, they're still, they're still in it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I joined this group and it's a lot of that because like you get this energy listening to the, the podcast of this really edgy mm-hmm. kind of particular humor and it's like pushing the pocket. It's exactly like, like digging at them. Yeah. Yeah. And people will come into this group and be performing that energy. And yeah. it's like this constant thing of new people coming to the group and performing that. I did it. I came into this group and was like, I know how to do this. Cause I'm like, Oh, we're big hormone. We're being yeah. sassy. Yeah. We're being sassy. And I, it's like, you kind of have to blow off steam. At least I did. I had to blow off steam for a while before being like, Oh wait, actually being how I am just as a person is enough to exist within this space. Yeah. And that's what they're doing. They're just being, and they're just how being they their, their, themselves, and that's how they are. Yeah. But when people perform that to them, I assume it's. I mean, when people perform me to me, it's off-putting, right? <laughs> right. Because sometimes people do that. Sometimes, yeah. No, I no. Now that you said it like that, that's actually totally true. I. So it's like what a strange strategy. Go away, you know. Yeah, just be yourself. Be authentic. Yeah. Um. But so anyway, like throughout this year, um, lots of conversations with Scott and Mace, kind of reconciling what I've learning and going back and retalking about the blitz and mm-hmm. all the emotions and all the <laughs> thoughts and all this stuff. And, um, but I've kind of arrived at, I haven't arrived at this place, but I've really worked on my understanding of the Enneagram creating kind of like a, an inner structure of understanding to kind of match what, what the symbol and psychological type structure is kind of getting at. Um, and by this point I'm feeling fairly, confident in it there's still a lot for me to learn um and i'm often wrong about things but i've kind of gotten into this place of being able to at least tell when something's off and i spend a lot of time um typing people (laughs) um and just working on it you know it's it's kind of like a blade that i'm always kind of um sharpening or working at yeah it's interesting it's like it's like a chicken before the egg egg before chicken, whatever chicken and the egg. Yeah. Chicken and the egg situation. It's like (sighs) you these days are conveying a stronger sense of confidence in the whole thing. Hmm. And that's a whole other side note conversation for me is like, I almost never want to convey confidence. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know why. I don't Hmm. know why, but like, um, you know, your confidence instills confidence. Hmm. So you're going around being like, I'm pretty confident in my typing. I'm like, oh, I feel inclined to trust Daniel in this, hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which could be a ruse, but I know you well, so it's like I know this isn't like superficial confidence mm-hmm. or that's just coming out of nowhere. Um, well, and like for me, I, I took 
like five years to get here. Right, right. Um, and for a lot of times, there there were maybe times in the in the interim that, I mean, <laughs> how can you measure knowledge? But like, you know, potentially there were times that my net quote unquote knowledge around the enneagram may have been higher than you guys. But I I've, <laughs> I'm. Uh, I'm still pretty unconfident just generally in myself and I, I don't want to speak up and be dumb or be seen as like, oh, well, that was obviously incorrect. And so I take a lot of time to wait, it, I, at least I try to, before I speak. Um, and so this kind of feels like um, I at least know when I have the potential to be wrong. Yeah, um, no, I think that's true. I think you have a good assessment of yourself. But like, I I, I don't know, that I can see one of the differences between you and me is I, and I don't know what this has to do with our types, but like someday it would be interesting to do an episode of like two nines and what's the yeah. difference between the two of yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't have too much capability to delve into minutia. So I think one of the things mm. that was really easy for me about the Enneagram, not easy, uh, compelling or fascinating was I, I, I got really intrigued by the overall themes. Um, hmm. but, but what you have to do, in terms of going into this sort of granular state of like mm-hmm. getting into the nitty gritty of all these types. I mean, I can listen to it for sure, but that's what I te- tend to rely on people that are willing to go to those yeah. places that can then give me the big picture. Mm-hmm. But I love, I loved the initially the idea of this sort of grand coherence of personalities and types and systems right. that that was really appealing to me. But once you get down to, yeah, all, all all the nitty gritty stuff that you've been getting into. I'm like, gosh, for some reason, I just don't have. It's not even the patience because I have. I, I I feel like sometimes I have unlimited patience. Mm-hmm. It's I I sense that I don't have the capacity or the talent. Almost hmm. like I almost think of like um um oh what's that movie with Matt Damon where he's like a math genius. Uh, good will hunting. Yeah. Good will hunting. It's like he has that sort of brilliant math mind, you know? Yeah. Okay. I get what you're getting. Okay. So we could maybe, I don't have that. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Okay. So maybe this, this can maybe be setting the tone going forward. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say that everybody, this is a meandering opening to say, here's Daniel. Here's me. We're going to do, we're going back to no small thing doing Enneagram episodes, every five episodes. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been itching to do that for a long time. Mm-hmm. We've been waiting, mm-hmm. seeing if Mace and I would come back. Mace is in grad school to be a therapist, so mm-hmm. Mace really does have too much on their mind in terms of other ways of exploring our psyche and our mental health mm-hmm. to be worrying about the Enneagram these days. So again, full Mace blessing to be doing these episodes. Also, we miss Mace. We do. Hi, Mace. Hi, Mace. Uh, Love <laughs> you. <laughs> but... Um, Okay, so going forward, we're recommitted to doing the Enneagram in, in sort of a rebranded new spirit of, of kind of wiping the slate clean. Mm-hmm. That's what I say. Those, mm-hmm. those episodes are so important. Mm-hmm. I, I want to say I think they represent the true spirit of no small thing in the mm-hmm. sense that we are not experts. We never have been. We hardly say that these days, but in the early days, we kept saying we're not like experts. Every episode, yeah. yeah. Not experts. And we learned in public in real time, mm-hmm. and now we're doing a reset, and we're saying, thanks, we, those early days were filled with all of the stuff, learning. I mean, honestly. I, I wouldn't even, like, like, this is a continuation of the learning that you did there, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. It's not like we figured it out, now we're teaching you. No. But, like, 
I mean, it was robust. It's like, okay, we're getting all the teachers. We're learning about mm-hmm. the history. We're learning about Echazo and we're learning about Gurchief and we're learning about Naranjo and we're, and we're studying the, the current leaders. We're, we're learning about Richard Rohr and Helen Palmer and Beatrice Chestnut and Riso Hudson. And we did it. Mm-hmm. And now we've experienced that there's more depth to this. Right. So we're going into a new series or theme of the Enneagram essentially. Mm-hmm. So that, that's what it is. It's not wiping the slate clean. It's continuing it, but it's after a year. I, I, I do think that there is this kind of renewal thing happening mm-hmm. though, because like, I, I think it would like, you know, who knows how long we'll be doing this or what we'll cover when, but for, like for 30 years, for 30 years, guys, that's our <laughs> no small thing. I do think it's TM some sort promise. of grand art project. Or, <laughs> I just think, it, yeah. Yeah. The, th- the idea that it's not, it doesn't generate any money still. Right. It's, Love uh, that. it's just a hobby and it's true and pure mm-hmm. and that it's just this giant project that yeah. lasts forever. Yeah. <laughs> so like in that respect, it would be fun to revisit someday, uh, old, no mm-hmm. small thing episodes, mm-hmm. um, or even just like themes, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that a lot of what was talked about in those old days was playing off incorrect ideas or yeah. ideas that are like one metaphor. I love to like think of metaphors for like explaining situations. Water. Water. <laughs> <laughs> Throwback. Yeah. Um, but like I came up with this kind of looking at like evangelical Christianity and like it, it like I'm kind of like drawing this metaphor between the, the kind of pop Enneagram that you can access on all the popular bestselling books and podcasts and networks and all this stuff is kind of like, that's like vanilla evangelical Christianity that can, that can be good for a person in a sense to like give you a sense of meaning and vocation in the world, give you a sense of community with other people, some beliefs, like those are all good things mm-hmm. similar to how like the pop Enneagram can help you see certain parts of yourself, even if you're mistyped. Yeah. At a certain point though, if you're really interested in touching on something true and real and tangible and more substantial, mm-hmm. you might start reading some biblical criticism or you yeah. might start learning that, oh, these beliefs that we're taught in evangelical Christianity are actually super, super young and don't really correspond to the majority of Christian Mm -hmm. history. Um, And so then you have this, you're at this crux of like, am I going to continue learning about what is potentially more true or maybe more rooted in something real? Um, Or am I going to like, how do I then deal with all of these mentors that I have in evangelical Christianity or like the church that raised me, all this stuff. And so there is this sense in which I look back on the no small thing um, early Enneagram season with, with great fondness. I Mm. grew up in a Christian space and it's like, I, I have fondness for the evangelical upbringing I had. And I'm, for those of you don't, who don't know me, I'm like, Oh, I'm a graduate student. I'm a, going to be a graduate student at UBC studying whoop, ancient, whoop. ancient cultural ethnicity and religion. Um, I'm into the ancient world and can see that most of how modern Christians interpret Christian scriptures and tradition yeah. is nothing like what the ancient stuff was actually de- dealing with. And so with the Enneagram, it's like, I think it's necessary or at least something that we're going to be doing is looking at like, what what did we think? What What are people being told about the Enneagram? And um, is there a more true narrative or is there something more real that we can play with? Cause it doesn't have to be super serious, but, yeah. but, um, I don't know. 
You do know. <laughs> uh, but but I, I forget the name of the movie, but um, I think Christopher Nolan, who directed The Dark Knight and a bunch of other yeah. cool movies, um, his first movie, and I'm just forgetting the title, like uh, always, do you remember? Memento? Memento. Yeah. Always feels like such a great metaphor for this stuff because he, he, he essentially the main character, it's so hard to explain this to everybody who hasn't seen it, but it's a, it's a character who has, I think long-term or short-term amnesia. And so it's a character who's always forgetting what has just happened. So I think it's short-term amnesia, Mm -hmm. long-term amnesia. I'm not entirely sure. Everybody, you go read about this movie. But the whole energy of the movie is this character who keeps waking up mm-hmm. after a a, 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 a a sort of a bout of consciousness, and then he's tattooed his entire body with the story mm-hmm. that he's trying to live into, and so he so the tattoos remind him of who he is mm-hmm. and what he's trying to do, and what he's trying to do is catch up with this killer that killed mm-hmm. his wife, right. And the twist, I guess, spoiler alert, everybody, the twist at the end of this movie is you realize in a, in a fit of jealousy or anger at, at a person, uh, this guy spontaneously tattooed on his body that this person was his wife's murderer when he wasn't. Mm. So there's a whole narrative that, that clicks into place because of this moment. Right. And so even today I was reading like, Hmm. Um, that is a good metaphor. This this meme or I guess something on Instagram of like, uh, if you look at Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, it's all about actions. Mm-hmm. About here's what you do, here's what you do, here's what you do. Your authentic doing, and then it's like by the time three hundred years later you get to like the Council of Nicaea, it's all about belief. Mm-hmm. So how how did this thing with Constantine or whatever it is with the history of Christianity start this domino effect of something that wasn't intended intended to be there in the first place. And I and I, I think that honestly is what I've learned through the big hormone conversations. It's like uh you're going to Riso Hudson and Beatrice and Suzanne Stabile and and sort of they've set us on that strange they've gotten us off course in a way. Yeah. It's, you know? it's kind of like algebra. I'm not really a math person, but it's like yeah. if you get something wrong at the beginning, yes. every other step is yes. gonna be off. Yes, and that makes so much sense to me and it's, it's, it gets, it's sort of meta in the sense that the Enneagram is supposed to be helping us wrestle with our ego and our ego fixations and all that. And, and knowing that like our, those ego fixations are, are preventing us from hearing the truth about our mm-hmm. egos. And, and for whatever reason, it's like, once you get to the Riso Hudson, Beatrice, I will uh, say, Russ, I, th- I think Riso Hudson is a little bit more, is more reliable than Beatrice. Okay. And, Ian Morgan. And- but that's the thing. It's like even Russ Hudson talking to John Lukovich, he was like, Russ Hudson is a self-identified five wing four. John Lukovich is like, I think he's a five wing six. <laughs> it's right, like, exactly, okay, well, exactly. geez, that's really crazy. But um, all that to say, it's like for whatever reason, you get to that level of Beatrice or Ian Cron. I, I guess those are two great examples. Yeah. And they have mistyped it seems like your ego has so much more investment. Like I honestly believe it would be so profound if Ian Morgan Cron came out and said, I mistyped. Yes. Yes. But he's too invested. It seems in that, like he wouldn't even consider it. Mm -hmm. And for, for him, I think he thinks it would ruin his credibility when in fact, I think it would add to his credibility. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the whole thing is like, 
yeah, I mean, Ego becomes so invested in the story it's created for mm-hmm. himself. He has books out mm-hmm. talking about the four as a nine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I can see why he's sticking to his guns. I also have heard rumors that many prominent teachers, and I don't follow Ian Morgan Cron, I don't follow Beatrice Chestnut, their podcast or whatever, but I've heard Trash. that... That, I mean, a little bit. I'm more judgy maybe than you are. Um, but that that in prominent, I don't even know who, but in prominent Enneagram circles, ideas that Big Hormone will discuss on their podcast for the first time, like you're not finding this content anywhere else, a couple of weeks later it'll kind of surface in more popular strains. So we know that, that there's listening happening. Well, when I when I talked to Suzanne Stabile and mm-hmm. uh, some of her, I, I, I want to use the right word here, like team. Yeah, this would be a good word. Um, yeah. They they all seem to be very clued into what Big Hormone was doing. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. <clears throat> by the way, I have a cold, everybody, so you might hear a scratchy throat. But, yeah, no, I Thoughts think. Thoughts and prayers for Scott's scratchy <laughs> Thoughts and prayers. Well, I mean, we're not hearing any podcasts being done by Achazo or mm-hmm. Naranjo or Gurchief mm-hmm. or any of those folks. So maybe Big Hormone is in a way embodying what a podcast by one of those types would sound like. Although it sounds like big hormone has beef with Naranjo. Yes. So, and that, and you know, you were mentioning dominoes. I evoked algebra earlier. As far as I've been able to find, it seems that Naranjo is the bad domino or the bad (laughs) algebra, which, which in the early days I felt like, I latched on to him as the ultimate domino, yes. the good domino. The good domino, <laughs> yes. I mean, and that's part of it. So, like, in those early days, it was this kind of weird esoteric symbol, and yeah. he was trying to get gain credibility. He was a, he was a psychotherapist, right, mm-hmm, or a mm-hmm. psychiatrist, mm-hmm. one or the other. I, yeah, both, maybe. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. Um, and was like, he, he, I think he didn't want to be seeming incredible or uncredible for mm-hmm. engaging with the Enneagram, and so he tried to map it to the terms he at that time had for understanding the psyche. So he yeah. started applying all of these major neuroses to Enneagram types and trying to see like, oh, well, if splitting is your main thing, then that means that you become this type. If introjecting is your thing, it means you become this right. type. And uh, I mean, it's kind of seems that that's incorrect because you can look at people of every type and they're like, also like, I don't know if where... Uh, psychotherapy and psychoanalysis was at his point in time, but it's now like splitting is a major, major, major part of just having a psyche at all. So it's not like a, a one type is splitting and the others aren't. Everybody's splitting. Every, every, everybody's splitting. Um, yeah, that's one of the things I think uh, an Enneagram, no small thing thing would, would have been attaching an Enneagram type to a right. defense mechanism. Right. You know, which, yeah. is, which is kind of parlor, parlor tricky. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. Like I, I get that. Um, but yeah, that, that kind of like simplification of how it all works, I think got us to where we are, where it's just these outrageous caricatures where it's like, um, and I mean, part of it is that Beatrice was deeply affected by Naranjo and thinks that he's not getting enough credit. And so most of her work is really just rebranded Naranjo stuff. And she, and she admits it. She's like, yeah, no, Naranjo is my, is my patron saint kind yeah. of a thing. Um, well, and I think she's a psychotherapist, right? Exactly. Yeah. So she, yeah. it's like, he's kind of model vibes or yeah. guru vibes for her. Um, but yeah, it, it's not really touching on like you got that major step off. Um, so that, 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 that I think Christianity, because that's also our thing right. in a way 
is a great reference point for some of the tension in these conversations in the sense that mm. um, it's infuriating talking mm-hmm. about Christianity with people, right. knowing that it's always deeper mm-hmm. than people think. I mm-hmm. mean, to know that you, like, you've been studying Greek mm-hmm. <laughs> and to know that like there are people that walk around in the world that speak with certainty about the Christian faith and, and oversimplify it in a way that's just so outrageously tragic. Mm. I, and to think that like, it seems as if Christianity or religion in general, and then maybe the Enneagram is like a spiritual practice. Mm-hmm. And so I, it also seems like psychoanalysis is also a religion of sorts, but yeah, um, you kind of get You have to get intuitive with it. There's a system and there is learning and there is knowledge and there is mm-hmm. right thinking, quote unquote. But mm-hmm. like at the same time, when you think especially of Gurdjieff, it seems like it had more to do with movement and mm-hmm. body and mm-hmm. energy and flow. Intuition. And intuition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Naranjo took that and put it through a filter of sorts. Which is, in, yes, yes. And it's interesting to see because I, th- I feel like a lot of what, you know, just using Beatrice as a case study here, like she would probably say like, no, I'm intuiting. Like, mm-hmm. look at all of the stuff that I've uncovered that Naranjo laid the seed of and I was able to like intuit where he was going with right. that. And so I think there's this, I don't want to say it's dangerous. I don't want to say it's a slippery slope. No, but <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> but there is a thing of like, you can delude yourself with intuition as well. Like intuition isn't always correct. Right. And like going back to the metaphor of Christianity, like you can, you can intuit if, if your system is Calvinism and like we're all shitty and God had to kill his son in order to be okay with us being so shitty. If that's like your starting (laughs) assumption, you can intuit lots of beautiful things about grace and forgiveness and all this stuff that isn't actually doesn't have anything to do with reality. Yeah. Um, and so similarly, like, this is, this is part of what Gurdjieff talked about was all three centers, the body, the heart, and the mind, all being in right relationship with one another. And so there is a place for mentality and clear thinking and even analytic thinking, um, but not to the detriment of, like, leaving the body and its <laughs> sensation of what it's telling you or emotion telling you that there's something deeper to what is, what is happening here. It's not just cold, hard facts. And so... Um, yeah. So if you're thinking about the first two years or whatever, the first chapter of no small thing, Enneagram, Mm -hmm. and now a new chapter is coming, like what, what's different this time around? Like what sets this apart? Not that that Mm -hmm. was wrong or bad, but like, what are we doing now? I mean, this is part of like, I think why you and I will be an interesting energy because I am more granular. Like that's a good word for it. Um, I think it's one way to parse it is six wing seven U versus six wing five as our, as our mind fixes. And the irony of me thinking I was a five at the beginning, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> which I've pretty much abandoned now, but by the end of the blitz, I was still on the fence. Right. Exactly. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think you were still weighing everyone's voices at that right, point. Right. Um, but you know, you get kind of six wing seven. There's some carefree. Let's be playful with this. Cause six, five, whether it's a wing or a fix can just be so dry. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, I, I, I am aware that people are into what I talk about when I can start blasting on something. <laughs> and I have this constant fear that like, it's getting dry. I'm going to bore people. It's like, 
just get some lube out. Yeah, get some lube. Let's <laughs> let's lube this thought up. Um, because because it is it's it's just it can just be this string of information that never stops yeah. coming out of my head. Yeah. Um. But okay, so what's different? I feel like I guess like in dreaming of a refresh for no small thing enneagram content is like I want to build it from the ground up. Ooh, like I love that. Like you know, as I've been talking, the cycle, the psychology, the psyche, is a structure, and. You know, these are all metaphors we're going to be working with. But if you can work with metaphors that are helpful to help you understand what's happening and that are touching on reality, um, it's it's actually fairly simple to kind of create a cohesive understanding of how the psyche and personality structure works. And then it's just a matter of like familiarizing yourself with the types and the various triads. Yes. And you know, you have the harmonic groups, you have object relations groups, you've got the Hornevian stances, and you have the body, heart, and mind centers. And by those four groupings of triads, you can triangulate or quadrangulate. 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 um, (laughs) A certain energy you're getting from someone and figure out what is their body fix doing, what is their heart fix doing, what is their mind fix doing. Um, And... I mean, the the end goal isn't just typing people, but that's a great way to learn this stuff. Is like, right. uh, it, it was funny. I was listening to, I think your Enneagram Two episode with KT, right? And you guys, you you, you started off with like what we've been learning recently. Yeah, <laughs> and this was so fun. And you guys, listen. you guys were so. It was kind of like Christian confession energy. Yeah, you guys like we gotta stop typing. We gotta stop oh, yeah, typing yeah. people. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's just so hard, but we gotta do it. Yeah. We gotta stop. It's it's unethical. <laughs> and it's like, I, I, I uh, believe me, I understand that whole position. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of our, the listeners here will maybe have encountered that mm-hmm. viewpoint. Um, I don't think there's anything unethical about figuring out what someone's type is. It just, you're just observing what you see and lining it up with what you know. I think the unethical potential is when you start telling someone who they are and not listening to them and all this stuff. But um, I don't know. Do you have thoughts on that? Well, I mean, it's interesting to think of you potentially having this. Okay, we're, if we're both nines and you have this six wing five fix and I have a six wing seven fix, which sounds right for now. Um, it's it's this thing of Mace and me being a combination of Mace getting on something. Mm-hmm. And, and I think mm-hmm. my my experience was that was like a mace energy and then me sort of wanting to accommodate that. Mm. And it, and if you think about like, you know, us all leading this youth group together, which I always wonder like what people think of when we even mention that. Like, people like they always mention that youth group. What the heck are they talking about? I'm like, I, yeah, what do you think it's like it hard is? hard to describe what everybody. But we really do lead an online youth group. But, um, you know, me talking last night, I, I'm really wanting, you know, like Gabe's Torres recently said, were space holders. Mm-hmm. I was like, I love that. I'm a space holder. And so I, even in this conversation right now, like I, I'm wanting to accommodate a flow of sorts. Mm-hmm. And so somebody is like, Oh, that the leaders or the teachers or the gurus essentially that we're following are saying, it's not really great to type people. Let's not do that. And then Mace especially is like, I've latched onto a, mm-hmm. a no, no, no. Mm-hmm. Mm. oopsies thing. And I'm passionate about that. And I'm going to accommodate that. I'm like, Oh, oh, Mace is locked in on something. Let's go for it. Right. And apparently <laughs> without me getting granular, I'm like looking, reading the room. Like, I guess we're not typing anymore, but like, 
whoops, you know, like, <laughs> let's not do that, you know. Um, but I mean, through the big hormone lens, and I don't know if it's the big hormone lens, but like, I guess what you're saying and what I'm hearing especially is um, it's it's valid and curious and probably even important to uh, try. Yes. You know, you might be wrong, but like we're, we're, we're invited to mm-hmm. observe people and mm-hmm. say, here's what I'm observing. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, so something you were saying earlier when we were talking about Naranjo is it's kind of like what has been invented is this Enneagram of ego. Yeah. Where it's like the whole Ian Morgan Cron being, like he's invested in the version of the Enneagram that affirms his egoic sense of self. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, gosh. And so much of when people mistype, you know. So unique and special. So unique and special. <laughs> but like, I mean, people, part of what our brains are doing when we're taking in information is our Brains are not designed to find the truth. Our mm-hmm. brains are designed to keep us alive. Ooh, and, boy, there and, it is. And the, the conditions in which we were designed to survive in are social situations. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what, you, what is the personality? It's a series of patterns that help us regulate our biological instincts and keeping those from... Um, making us unlivable because if we are unlivable, if we, if we can't be lived with people will reject us and we'll die alone because humans are pack animals. Um, and so when we encounter a system like this, the Enneagram that lets us, our ego imagine I can be one of these nine amazing special looking types. We're going to resonate with, we're not looking to, to, to clearly, see ourselves necessarily or take in clear information. We're mostly being blocked by constellations of associations from our childhood and things that people said about us that we hated or that we loved and we're reinforcing or protecting against those. Um, And so a lot of when people are typing initially, like I'm going to say probably upwards of 75 people mistype on the Enneagram because... They're not taught how to use it. And I mean, honestly, it would be fairly simple to help someone arrive at their type if they weren't encountering it on like some podcast or on like this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Don't think you know your type by listening to this. Yeah, yeah. Don't take our word for it. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so I think it's important to... Oh my gosh, what is that? (laughs) I forgot where I was going with that. Sorry. I, I guess I will say... I just distracted Daniel or something, but, but, uh, so, so I think another sort of reorientation here, which is uh, honestly a big part of this mm. podcast is everybody, I think I've mentioned, I don't know if I've actually even mentioned this. It's not even that big of a deal, but part of what I tried to do for no small thing, Enneagram is create a, an Instagram that was getting follows just to promote, no small thing Enneagram Mm -hmm. and it's called Enneagram repost. And I did it in secret for a little while because I, I wanted to like surprise Mace and, and show them that I had done this thing and Mace found it strangely because I had used their symbol that they created for Enneagram like as the symbol and they found it on Instagram was like, who's using my symbol? And they're like, do you know anything about this? And I was like, Oh, that's me. I never heard this story. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, dang, I really want to, my goal was to get up to 10,000 followers before they found it. And I think they found it like 4,500 or something. But, um, all that to say is like, I really wanted this platform, but to, to your point, what I've gotten really uneasy about is 
I try as much as I can to engage in the comments mm-hmm. with folks, you know, as, as of now, I think it's about up to 26,000 followers. Mm-hmm. So one post could get an average of 15 to 20 comments. Mm-hmm. Some get 50 to a hundred comments. Yeah. And I just noticed people engaging in a very, uh, superficial way, I think. And yeah. I don't know quite know what to do with that. Just every once in a while, I'll try to, Mm-hmm. steer them in a better direction, but mostly I just go in through and like everything just to keep the energy... Keep the algorithms <laughs> yeah, happy. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I think that's another thing, too, is in addition to this podcast, we want to take Enneagram reposts in yeah. a different direction, maybe oh, yeah. even with a different name. But to post some more credible you know, content and then also use it as a way to shift the tide a little bit in terms yeah. of how things are being talked about. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I, w- I would hope that this podcast, I guess we could call this a segment of yeah. Nosmo thing. A segment, a series, a series. Yeah. Uh, would be a, something of that, like yeah. a, a voice to shift the tide in some way or, and I, I think, you know, any gram reposts rebranded or not could, we could do that. And I've, I've created a lot of content that I'm already, that I'm excited, you know, we'll start releasing and stuff. And, I mean, I, I could see some interplay even between stuff we get, like comments we get or revelations that come through, conversations on the Insta, and then we bring that to the pod and all this stuff. Um, yeah, it's it's really exciting. It'd be really fun. Um, I, I think in terms of that, <laughs> just thinking about like Instagram Enneagram. Yes. Uh, oh I think gosh. it's a great example oh my gosh. of things gone terribly awry. And on the one hand, I want to say like, it's like Christian Hallmark movies. Like we're not even talking about a theology anymore. It's just fluff. Yes. It's fluff. And, and then to think of like how I, how familiar I've become with sort of the major Instagram, Enneagram creators, curators. Uh, it's, it's, it's saying, um, first of all, uh, uh, it's it's big. Yeah. It's like certain certain creators have like six hundred thousand followers, mm-hmm. and I I want to say I'm not I don't want to be a gatekeeper. Mm-hmm. I don't, and I don't, and, and these are adults who have a right to live their life. It's mm-hmm. like I'm not carding anybody at the door. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a right to live their life. They have a right to create any gram content. Right. They have a right to think they're a seven when they're probably a three, whatever. Yeah. So it's, I don't, I don't want, I, I maybe, maybe this is uh, thinking out loud. I don't, I want to distinguish myself even from big hormone. I'm not, I don't want to be policing, mm-hmm. but I do want to be part of a movement or an energy or a collective of people trying to be a little bit more intentional. Mm-hmm about what we're talking about. Yeah. So if, if we can do that, then that's great. But like mm-hmm. part of me in terms of being endeared to the folks on Enneagram reposts and the people mm-hmm. I've interacted with in a way is like, you guys are just trying to figure yourself. I was just having some fun on Instagram. Right. <laughs> you, know, you don't really know. I know. Yeah. That, that's a good, that's a good perspective <laughs> yeah. shift because I can get, again, the granular thing. I can get really into like, you know, it just is purely cold information to me. I'm like, look at this person. Look well, at, I'll look, say, look at their account. No, no. You and I share that. I mean, 
there's a sadistic side to me personally too, which it's really interesting. It, it all depends on the energy you're bringing to the interactions. Cause every right. once in a while I'll get into something on the DMS and any grand repos. And it's really interesting. It's one of the most fascinating things that can happen in Enneagram repos is somebody DMs me with some beef. Oh, I love this. And they're they're coming in hot and I'm listening and I'm trying to What are they beefing about? Like a post or They don't like your I meme? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's endless. Yeah. You know, it's like all sorts of little things that can trigger someone. You said that eight's like the office, but I only like parks and rec. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> just a random thing and I'm kind of gl- I'm just trying to gloss through and acknowledge every little message that comes through and and so I'll say oh that's an interesting point I disagree something like that mm-hmm. or sometimes something that will happen is I'll repost something give them credit and so, and the creator of the content will be like don't like the way you did that or hey you shouldn't be posting and I'm like oh hey I gave you credit like yeah. all that to say I've interacted with a lot of people right. on Enneagram repost and the funny thing is, is that we'll be chugging along in a little conversation. All of a sudden I go, LOL, by the way, what's your Enneagram type? And people get instantly offended. Like, why is that pertinent? And I'm like, this is Enneagram repost. We're talking about the Enneagram. And you don't want to reveal your Enneagram type because the way you're engaging with me right now seems like an eight or uh-huh. seems like a seven. And people are like, don't, it's like the Wizard of Oz, like pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. It's like, what's driving this conversation? First this of all, check your privilege. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Why would you assume? <laughs> I'm just like, why, why do you think it's inappropriate for me to invoke the Enneagram when we're talking about the Enneagram? Oh my gosh. That, that is a very, it's almost like they almost instantly know that they're mistyped right. and are like, no, no, don't even invoke it. It's so weird. That's a, that's a really interesting image of someone looking at Enneagram content, Mm -hmm. coming at you about your Enneagram content, but being so insecure about their own typing that that it just fractures and shatters when you try to touch it. I would say it's 90% of the time. Very rarely does anybody go, oh, good point, or valid. You know, like people just get like, I don't know what that has to do with anything. I'm like... (laughs) Okay, so people... I, I'm curious, and I presume that there's going to be an uh, an Insta post on No Small Thing for this episode. Oh, yeah, so yeah. Come I took a us, good picture of you. Come at us. <laughs> oh, great. That's awesome. Uh, come at us in the comments if you disagree with typing other people that aren't you, because I'll be there. I'll, I'll respond to you. Um, <laughs> right. Oh, well, we'll post an Instagram repost now, too. Oh, yeah. We're well, taking yeah, over. It'll be both, both places. <laughs> We're um, taking over the Instagram account that's already mine. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah take over. Um, a coup is occurring. <laughs> I mean, I'm uh, really, I'm honestly like, I'm, I'm very respectful, but I will disagree with you. Um, but so this is the whole thing I want to, one big thing I want to address is it feels like in this big culture of, I don't know if it's online Enneagram or what we want to call it, pop Enneagram. Yeah. There's this thing of like a working assumption that people know themselves and you have to respect that. And I think that is a big part of the mistyping. I think that's something we lost a second ago. That was the thing you were that was to That was yeah, where yeah. I was working towards. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And it's like, Okay, actually, a working assumption you have to start with with the Enneagram is no one knows themselves. Yeah. That's the whole point of it, is these are unconscious patterns that are playing themselves out that have been conditioned into us by our our biology and physiology and the holding environments we grew up in. And like what has happened is we've developed these strategies 
Um, when someone says this to me, I say that back. Or when I get this certain desire in my body, I do such and such thing to distract myself. And we do this stuff automatically. Our body does this for us. And we, but the ego is so invested in having a sense of purpose and agency and control over itself that it creates a story to say, I'm the one that's doing this and I made this decision consciously. And this is the story of why this is actually why I'm valid in doing all this stuff, which maybe you are valid, but ego creates its own story around that. That's kind of separate from the actual conditions. And so when I say that people are mistyping according to their ego, that's what I mean is like whatever that ego story is to explain why you, you do the inexplicable things that you do. Well, it's actually not explicable. The Enneagram tells you why. But, <laughs> but, but these things that we're kind of like blurry around and we don't want to look at too hard because we'll be super embarrassed and shameful and we'll probably want to die. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, uh, we have to be in control of that. And so we pick and we, we're whatever, you know, maybe it'll be your own type. Like for me, the nine stuff um, already spoke to the ego image I had of myself. Mm. And so I was like, I, I hit on my correct type. But if you're like, let's say a nine who has always um, kind of felt less than and an outsider and you weren't allowed to be yourself, to encounter a four narrative that you are a person that is so unique and has beats to their own drum and is really moody and sad and emotional because they feel like everyone has something that they don't have, you're going to be like, yeah, that, and that, that makes me feel more powerful rather than admitting that I'm, I'm a nine. Yeah. Um, and so all this stuff is like, you know, it, we can hold with, with graciousness people who are afraid to admit that they don't know themselves. But if you're actually interested in engaging with the Enneagram seriously, um, you kind of have to admit that you don't know yourself. And I'm, and also that may sound arrogant, but I've had that <laughs> no, I remember beaten are, into Mace me. would be cringing right now, like, no, that's <laughs> so harsh. Hood would me. be up. <laughs> yeah, hood would be up. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It seems as if something that could be potentially infuriating about a nine is <laughs> maybe something I do in terms of the spirit of curiosity is like, there's never a way to pinpoint because it's always curious. Like mm-hmm. son called me out on that years ago in the weirdest way. Mm-hmm. And I've never, I've never had somebody pinpoint it this way, but it was a moment in time. I think the stars aligned Jack at the time was probably like 14 or 13. Mm. And we were literally arguing about the Enneagram because he was getting really passionate about the Enneagram. I think we were listening to Ian Morgan Cron episode mm-hmm. on typology and Ian Morgan Cron was talking about his wife as a sexual nine and Jack was not vibing. Jack was like, I do not think his wife is a sexual nine. Love that. I do not think Ian Morton Cron is a four. Love that for Jack. And I was just like really rattled because I'm like, okay, at this point, this is my guru. Right. I don't know what else the Enneagram is. If I can't trust Ian Morton Cron And my defense, I think was kind of like, I'm just curious. I'm just curious. Like Mm -hmm. you're, you're not wrong, but I'm not wrong. He's not wrong. Nobody's wrong. We're all right. Mm -hmm. You know, and Mm -hmm. um, we had a spat and Jack went up and got on his elliptical trainer and I was got got ready to do my workout, and I went up and I was like, I, I got to try to patch things up with Jack. And so I go up and talk to him, and mm. I'm like, Hey, I'm just trying to be curious. I'm trying to listen. And, you know, you you just disagreed so quickly, which I guess this is sort of meta because it's the same beef I almost had with Big Hormone. Don't yeah. don't actually have an opinion about anything, right? <laughs> and and Jack just goes, looks at me so confidently, 
and says something along the lines of maybe your constant need to not have an opinion is a way to hide from the discomfort of having an opinion, you know? And I was just like, wow. I mean, talk about youth as prophets. Yes. I really felt instantly called out. I was like, looked at Jack. I was like, you nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's like, yeah, nine, nine and me. I'm like, everything's true. Sure. Everything. Yeah. And, and people can be like, I think you're six. I'm like, maybe. And somebody goes, yes. maybe you're two. And yes. I was sure. Right. And it was like, people are like, well, what, do you yes. have any opinions or thoughts yes. on any of this? I know. I know. I've, <laughs> and to be honest, like I was frustrated with you for several, <laughs> you know, at several periods of time throughout the past year when it's like, <laughs> you know, I was really deep diving this stuff. I was like, really trying hard to type you and I was coming in with this information and it's, <laughs> it's, it's really the nine fog. It's like, you're trying to touch them and your hand goes through them and it's like, Oh yeah, maybe fine. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then the biggest and yes. And yes. yes and. and everything else. <laughs> I'm a 10. Yeah. I'm uh, a 10. I mean, that needs, there needs to be a whole Instagram account just Roasting that mindset because it's right, the right. worst joke imaginable. Know, it it's is. the most unused. It's the most overused. Yes. Enneagram joke. Yes, it is. So, <laughs> uh, I don't know what we're saying anymore. Essentially, but uh, moving forward, mm-hmm. I think this whole thing is just to announce everybody in the long, no small thing, meandering way that there's a new, there's a new sheriff in town. <laughs> I don't like that metaphor. You 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 can play with that. You can have that just your like, my sheriff badge. That's, that's that's you. You're the new sheriff. No no no. I <laughs> no I, no. I don't mean that. Um, there's there's a new commitment. There's a new uh, approach. Uh, there's a new fresh energy vibe around the enneagram. I mean, I think for me personally and Mace too. I know I speak for Mace. Is like there's there's always going to be a curiosity around the Enneagram. Mm. And like I said, like I don't think Mace has capacity right now to totally deep dive the Enneagram. But yeah. um, I think we've invested so much in this and, and not just in the episodes, but in Enneagram reposts. And it is, it is interesting to think about all things considered in the grand scheme of Christianity, there's almost an oversaturation of content. Mm-hmm. Like I do believe there are really great new voices speaking into Christianity. Like, this is one of hundreds of examples, but Christina Cleveland has a new book. Christina Cleveland is somebody we've interviewed on the podcast twice, has yes. a new book out called God is a Black Woman. This is a, this is a voice and a perspective that should be aggressively listened to. Mm-hmm. So new things are being said about Christianity every day. Having said that, uh, the Enneagram in so many ways still seems like a baby. Yeah. You know, like all things considered, there isn't that much being said. The fact that I can rattle off the major thinkers you know, in less than 10 seconds mm-hmm. is, is just an indicator that there should be more things being said. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. Um, even the podcasts, like there aren't that many podcasts actually on the Enneagram. Yeah. I mean, it seems like there's a lot. I mean, uh, I mean, I mean, maybe actually don't, I mean, it's like sports podcasts. How many sports podcasts? Uh, are okay, in the gra- maybe podcasts? in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Okay, I see what but, you're saying. But like, all also, <laughs> this is going to sound. I'm just going to lean into the. I'm I'm going to lean into some arrogance, yes. which I don't like to typically do. But like, if 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 there are a lot of enneagram teachers and thinkers and podcasters out there that are starting off on the wrong mm-hmm. foot. 
you know, starting off with the wrong premise, Naranjo or whatever it is. So you got Ian Morgan crying, you got Beatrice Chestnut. I mean, you think about like Beatrice and Naranjo, who Ur- I love. Naranjo? Naranjo, I think. Sorry if I said Naranjo's name wrong, but like who who says it's a five, but John Lukovich thinks is a seven. Oh, I could see. I could <clears> see, I think a positive type. Nine, yeah. Nine, two or seven. I mean, it seems very positive. So uh, if these folks are on the wrong path, mm-hmm. It seems like there should be a few podcasts that are on a better path. A better path. I have such a hard time saying the right path, oh but my like gosh. a good path, a more valid path, <laughs> a more interesting path. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it is more my impulse to say a, the right path. Um, <laughs> but see, Nightwing one? May, maybe, yeah, maybe that's Nightwing one and then five. I, I'm not yeah. sure. But I mean, you know, if you want to play in your fantasy land go for it <laughs> like if you want to believe that you're a five and live that fantasy like cool like live you your, do that like your five i don't know I, I try not to be too prescriptive about this stuff like i think that i know better than a lot of people but i'm like <laughs> it's your choice to listen to me yeah right um, right, right so yeah i mean like yeah I, I totally see that and i i do think that um i don't know as we kind of grow into a sense of rhythm and um, familiarity and curiosity. Because, I, I mean, honestly, this has been really fun, but I do feel like my my curiosity, it's been a lot of, like, throwback energy. And right, I kind right. of feel like my curiosity is at, like, a two out of a potential ten, to be honest. Like, I feel like <laughs> there's just so much greater potential um, for <laughs> what we good. could talk about and crank what, that curiosity what we can explore. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're probably listening back to those old episodes. Maybe this is child's play. I mean, yes, yeah. but but like not in like a like. Uh, okay, honestly, there is a part of me that's like really demeaning and like. <laughs> nah, I'm not sure <laughs> what that sound was getting at. Like pretentious. Yeah. Um, but I mean, these are all people that are my friends, and yeah. it's like I I had a lot of dumb ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even want to say that those were like necessarily dumb. We were all just working with what we had, right? You know. Um, Uninformed, sure. Incorrect, sure. Um, but I know there's something sweet and nostalgic to like when you first come upon a new idea or a new concept or a new, like even exploring and like when you come across a new fantasy book, I don't really read fantasy books, but I have in the past. And it's like you're entering this new world and so much of what you think it's going to be isn't what you read by book seven or eight or yeah. nine, right? It's like it's a much more mature world and you know all this stuff about it, but it's like, there is something magical about that first book when it's so, so many blanks on the edges of the map. Mm -hmm. And so it's like to that. And I look back fondly at the old school, no small thing, Enneagram (laughs) stuff, you know, it's like, yeah, dumb kids. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I think, I think one of the things about curiosity and the journey of no small thing is like, um, I mean, uh, as, as, okay, so Daniel is, what are you, 25? Uh, 26. 26. So I'm 42 going on 43. It's like this, this strange thing, this, I, I don't know quite how to describe it, but like, of course there are adults that keep learning and the learning often has to do with, um, I don't know, l- learning about new current events or a new... Um, 
business practices or, you know, following the stock market and just staying self-pressed up. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure what everybody's doing. I'm doing my own thing, but like this, there is a sort of masochistic element to this of like constantly, you know, um, wounding yourself almost to relearn, you know, and there's, there's a, Mm. there's a sense of, I'm almost as much as I am consciously aware committed to doing that. I'm like, Mm -hmm. disrupt me. Right. Disrupt my knowledge, disrupt mm-hmm. my path, disrupt disrupt yeah. my the way I'm going. And 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 no small thing I think represents that of like uh what what I think a lot of people come to expect from a podcast is like the top three ways to blank, the the solutions to right. this. And mm-hmm. and we're coming to you and we're not really necessarily as no small thing these days doing that disclaimer of like we're not experts anymore. Right. But like this idea of we have answers, we've researched, and here are the solutions. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I hope that when I'm 60, I'm still able to look back at an episode like this and say the same thing we're saying about these old episodes. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. We got it wrong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> I, I like even in the moment, I've been saying things that I'm like, oh, that wasn't entirely correct. But it's like yeah. if, if you lived your whole life just trying to say correct shit, like... I mean, there actually are types that do that. Like that's like that's exhausting. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> but it's so fun to say, you know, this is where we're at now, right? So yeah. co- also come out and judge us, yes, for where we're at now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 totally. Um, gosh, I'm in this headspace of, and this is this is what I'm. I'm really excited for you to just sort of like. <laughs> get into the Enneagram repost comment section. Oh yeah. Of like really starting to challenge. Okay. People. So here, here's a question. <laughs> do you think I should do that as Enneagram repost or should I do that as Daniel? I think you should do that as Enneagram repost. Cool. cool yeah. Cool, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Kind of spice think, things up. Cause I think you are Enneagram repost. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, right. Um, but like, I, I think, uh, all, all, all of this history of Enneagram repost and Enneagram is thinking about this next step. Mm-hmm. I I am I am these I, I've said this on the podcast already, but like I am engaging with conservative Instagram accounts. Yes, yes. And Scott is doing this. I, this is what I think is like as you engage with that, um, you can in 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 a if you're taking it on good faith, you can say like yes, I am um, inserting my opinion and. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to plainly speak my opinion, mm-hmm. but, uh, I, I will also learn from this conversation. Yeah. You know, like I personally feel like a little bit of a mad scientist or an evil genius when I'm like, I'm getting stronger through these conflicts. <laughs> like, thank you for making me stronger. Like strangely, like they think they're a lot of these conservative Christian types think they're like teaching me. Right. And they are in their own way, but like not in the way they want to be. Right. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, I, I look forward to getting in disagreements with people. Like yeah. one, it just generates some nice life, like liveliness. Um, but two, like, you know, it, I think this is one difference that will continue to be between you and me that will continue to be shown and highlighted is like, I, uh, when I am talking about something, I tend to have a lot of confidence around it mm. and, and maybe even verging on certainty. Mm. Um, okay. 
Um, the which one is, wing. Which is, <laughs> yeah, the one wing. Which is why, like, no small thing, it's been really inspiring to see you guys live this less certain, more curious life. Yeah. And also to, like, see that, like, oh, this is really hard for you guys, too. And this is, yeah, like, yeah. A, something that you guys are growing into. Um, and so, I, I mean, I think that something that'll be interesting for us to navigate is that, like, I do have I just guess more of a teacher energy and like when I'm when, totally, especially when do. it's when it's I appreciate that information it's like yeah. I I've done as much work as I can to this point to be able to relay what I've learned as accurately as possible mm-hmm. and so it's not even like I mean on a personality level there is this thing of like I get validation of knowing better but mm-hmm. like in the interaction itself it's it's less that I know better than you it's like I really want to impart something true to you and I I want you to receive something that isn't faulty and I don't want you to be working with duplicitous information and so um mm, that's th- really good I think somehow Lo was just said about you right there what <laughs> just freeze frame those statements oh uh, yeah I mean yeah it's it's analyze me all you want. <laughs> um, but I mean, to that end, like I am, oh, people are going, there's a dairy queen run happening. <laughs> um, people are leaving the house. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like uh, pointing people towards resources, towards better resources. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I guess just to say like, where are you, how are you feeling in terms of this conversation? And like, um, oh, I feel so good. I mean, this is the thing. I mean, this is the thing. <laughs> all, all of all of the stuff is right here present in the room right now. Like your thoughts, my thoughts, Enneagram. It, it's like I, I, I approach this with a certain vibe. Mine isn't the only vibe. You approach right. this with a certain vibe. And I think I'm not, I'm not trained in psychoanalysis. Mm-hmm. But what I think is is appealing to me about psychoanalysis, the way I understand it, Mm. is if this is done in the spirit of psychoanalysis, Mm -hmm. it's not psychoanalysis. Yeah, 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 yeah. There is something in the verbal processing. Mm -hmm. So that's why I always want to say, like, I don't ever personally want people to be too... too, um, What's the word I want to use? Uh, Too self-conscious about the way they're talking hmm. because then we won't get to the truth. If you're, if you're trying to filter it through right and yeah. wrong and how Scott's perceiving it and what can and should be said, we're not going to get the truth. Mm-hmm. So life is all about out loud processing, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, that's a space I create. And then you can also create a, a space that also feels similar. I know everybody that hangs out with you feels comfortable to out loud process. Right. Um, no, well, okay. So that's an interesting thing you're naming is because so much of my, like this is my own stuff. I don't want to be wrong. So I have this preoccupation with correct information and all yeah. this stuff, which I do do think throws people off a little bit. Like people, I get that people don't want to say something stupid or ignorant around right. me. And there is like, this has been weird to kind of, become aware of this because I always feel like I am lacking in information yeah. or understanding. But like, you know, I, I, for our youth group that we keep evoking, like I host the space called questions and perspectives where we just have discussions around, I don't know, faith and doubt topics or really any kind of stuff. Um, and it's been interesting seeing people kind of like treading lightly around me when they're presenting some thought that they're having, mm. 
Um, which mm. I, I think it's like, like that, that's not what I would want to be the case. Right. Right. Um, but, it, but I think there is this kind of thing of like, Daniel, we're just going to assume Daniel knows better. So <laughs> we're kind of embarrassed about bringing forward this thought. I'm like, right. no, it's fine. Like bring you it, bring it forward, bring it forward. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, I experience you in such a unique way. Every, everybody probably experiences you differently, but you experience me so uniquely and so <laughs> special so and special. I will say, I, I, I mean, so on a meta level, and I'll come back to that but in a second, like through Enneagram reposts, I do think there's a meta thing happening in the whole world that I've experienced through Enneagram reposts where because it seems that we've gotten the four types so wrong, mm-hmm. the fours really are the most offended. Like the, 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 yes. the yes. so-called fours. Yes, yes. You know, and it's just like, I don't, I rarely even delve into those waters. I'll be like, I, I first of all, I won't repost the fours memes that I know are wrong, which is like mm-hmm. just in my emotions and playing the sad songs. That's the majority of four, four memes. memes out there. And so I'll get fours being like, why don't you post more four memes? And really? Like, there aren't really that many good ones, honestly. And so mm-hmm. it's like, so who's, who is the type of person, honestly, first of all, who thinks they're a four that's reaching out, asking for more four memes? I don't know if fours are actually doing that. No. It's a nine that thinks they're a four that's like, see me, see me, see four me. Four hates the <laughs> idea that there is a thing called four <laughs> right. that can encapsulate them right, in one right. single predictable type. Yeah. Like, that's the whole thing, <laughs> which is the irony is like, peop, like, you see a four meme and there's a ton of nines and sixes being like, oh my gosh, this is so me, so four. <laughs> if there was any ever doubt that I was a four, this confirms it. I'm like, you're confirming your not fourness <laughs> through, so true. through those no, comments. No, it's exactly true. <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like there's something, I don't know how to describe this, but it's like anything in life, you know, the subtleties of a banana whiskey, for example. Uh, um, I, I can experience very non-threatening judgment from you. From me specifically? Yeah. Like I'll experience hmm. judgment, but it doesn't ever feel threatening or scary. Mm-hmm. It's like you disagree. And I'm like, cool. Some other people I'm like, I experience their disagreement as a complete invalidation of my entire existence or something. Mm. And it's like, I, I also am okay with that. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this person is just straight up thinking I'm absolutely invalid. Right. But it, it and and I guess there's a way of saying it where it's like, it makes me not want to interact with that person. Right. Whereas you, I don't know. I've, I've very rarely ever felt like this is sort of a closed door deal, closed judgment on my, I don't know. Yeah. It feels I think, threatening. I think a lot of that is, is me being a social type, hmm. a social line who myself is really insecure about like losing the few social relationships that feel comfortable for me. And you're a social relationship that feels really comfortable. I can, you are so spacious and so permitting, I think is a good word for you. And so it's like, I would have, and this is, this is kind of a thing where I do feel like other people feel I've noticed, especially more recently, I think people are kind of have a feeling of safeness being judged by me or like yeah. w- with Jesse is a name I'll evoke now is someone who lives in this house, McKaylee's little sister. Um, we've been talking a lot about the Enneagram and we're getting to the point where she's getting pretty sharp with it to the point where I can start disagreeing with her pretty openly be like, ah, mm. I don't think you're hitting on something correctly there. Um, and it's really validating to see that that's, that doesn't feel threatening to her. Yeah, she yeah. can, she can roll with that and be like, okay, cool. Daniel disagrees with me, but mm-hmm. I still think this, um, like I love that because I want to be like, 
I wished that more people were like that, that I could just openly disagree with them and they wouldn't feel threatened by me. Because if they feel threatened by me, then I feel like I've done something wrong and then it, it spirals mm. out of control. That's one. Yeah, nine wing one. Done, yeah. done something wrong. <laughs> Guilty about being nine-ish. Yeah. 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 Um, well, I guess we can start to wind down. I and mean, we've been doing this for an hour and a half, oh, which wow. is wonderful. But, it um, is wonderful. Yeah, I guess in closing for now, this is the official reset. I think this isn't necessarily meant to like articulate the direction going forward. We don't have a PowerPoint presentation to give, (laughs) but like we will be doing Enneagram episodes every five episodes now and probably taking a different type of topic or direction each time. Yeah. Um, But I think this accurately captured the vibe. Yes. Like the new place we're in. I think so. Uh, I'll be honest, I'm feeling a little awkward around this conversation just because it is so kind of floaty and meta. Um, So, I mean... Do you want to get a little bit more granular? (laughs) Not granular enough, not dry enough. Um, No, I I mean, I I feel like it it wouldn't be great to like get too into anything at this point, but I do feel like... um, What would you want to say something like a little bit more precise I think so. I, I think just like looking forward to, I guess, the next episode. Yeah, like yeah, Something yeah. I am interested to do is like we've talked around this all, the entire conversation is like what is the type structure? What yes. Is, what is the type structure that we keep talking about? And we haven't even really discussed the instincts. Like, that's another thing that I think Beatrice, that, that's probably the main thing that Beatrice gets wrong. Dang. Um, that, and that's out there and is in this really just incorrect, misunderstood Countertypes. Countertypes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um <laughs> and so it's like I, I want to like I'm a sexual five. <laughs> sexual five. Ah, uh, yeah. Self pres. You're a you're a self. I don't even I don't even know enough about it to joke about it. Um, which I don't know. Does that make me an uncredible source on this? Who knows? Um, you haven't you haven't you haven't studied up enough on the wrong resources. Well, no. See that it's funny because that's how I think. I'm like, yeah. if I'm going to critique this, I have to know it inside and out so yeah. I can like tear it apart yeah. um, and show people why it's incorrect. Um, so get ready for that next week or next time. <laughs> <laughs> I will have binged the the torturous Enneagram 2.0 pod. It's funny oh. when I first started getting into this stuff. I spent like two weeks listening to it on two times speed just to like get yeah, it. Come all on, into got my it, head. got it, got it. All right, all right, all right, um, all right. This is bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Got yeah. It, got it. Um, no, but so I, I want to kind of lay out again, this is for the next time, but like I want to lay out what are these instincts that we keep talking about? Because that's misunderstood. And then what is this type structure? Like how does it actually form into a cohesive, almost like a building? Um, and how can you kind of understand your own thing or at least start to conceptualize it? And then, because I mean, I think a lot of what is the fun potential in this, this thing we have is like just shooting the shit around people that we see and like right, typing right. celebrities and, uh, talking about people, it, strange interactions we've had in our lives and yeah. parsing stuff apart. But first I kind of want to set it up so that listeners and we ourselves just have a common language for what the hell are we talking oh, about? Oh, this is so good. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's more specific about what's to come. Right. Yeah. 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 Establishing a common language. Mm-hmm. And what, what do you think the next episode would be? Like five weeks from now yeah. or, or like, like what, what five what, weeks from now? Like, what is it? Yeah. What is it? What do you think? A uh, spitballing. <sighs> like what would be the first step in establishing this new language of sorts? I, I feel like it could be uh, maybe subtypes. It would, maybe it would be two. Uh, I, I wouldn't call them subtypes. Oh, instincts. Instincts. Yeah. 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 Um, 
and maybe like a basic type because like instincts, I mean, instincts, you could have a whole conversation on each instinct. Right. We could do a whole conversation on each stacking. Um, but like definitely talking about instincts and at least giving the context of how that fits into a type structure. And then maybe the next conversation, we kind of get into type structure a bit, how you have like a main type and then trifix. Cause some people out there, probably some of you people don't believe in trifix. You that's, people. That's a popular Beatrice <laughs> idea. Right. Um, which I don't fucking get that. I think I've always been sold on the idea of trifixes. Yes. That seems to make sense to me yeah. for whatever reason. Every person has a, a body. Yeah. Everyone has a mind and everyone has a heart. Yeah. So like, yeah, one of them is going to like one of those three types in each of those centers is going to be most like you, you know? Yeah. You know, as we wind down, I, I would say like in the spirit of play, I, I, one of my favorite things, I'll just recommend this to everybody is the Rick Rubin documentary, which I do want to watch with Daniel at some point. It's three episodes on Showtime, maybe, maybe four episodes. But um, Rick Rubin, one of the greatest producers, music producers of all time. Hmm. And his mantra throughout the whole thing is, I believe in everything. Oh. And I'm sure Rick Rubin's a nine and is just a super cool person. What is the freaking name of that documentary? Well, it doesn't even matter. But um, <laughs> I, I like the idea that like entering into the Enneagram is in the spirit of play. We're taking mm-hmm. it seriously. We're mm-hmm. acting as if the Enneagram is real. Like, so this, and like coming full circle of like the Enneagram, is it even real? it can all sound like we're just all high when we say these types of things, but like, is anything real? Is this microphone real? Is Daniel real? Is Scott real? Is the concept of America real? The obvious answer is no, there is no Daniel. Like you, you were given a name by your parents, Mm -hmm. your skin and bones and blood, and you're walking around with some sentience and we've slapped a label on you and, in order I know. to do I stop becoming Daniel once the chemical reaction stops and right, it's like right. I'm just a corpse like oh that used to be Daniel that used to be Daniel <laughs> right it's exactly right it's like we're we're choosing to engage with Daniel right. uh, there's a name and a thing here in front of me that I'm choosing to engage with and I think that's how it is with any concept like I for whatever reason I'm choosing to continue to engage with Christianity and I'm choosing to engage with the Enneagram is it real I have no idea Mm-hmm. I, I, it's interesting. So far, when you explore the Enneagram, things light up. Right. Things like, oh, mm-hmm. oh, oh. And and so why not just keep talking about it? Right. Like, sure. This all sounds great. And the deeper we go in terms of the way I feel like you particularly are steering us, I feel like you're a great mediator between Big Hormone and the rest of the world. <laughs> well, I, I, I think, I think, I think um, you're like a mixed drink. You know, like big hormone mm. is like straight up whiskey and some people are like, that's too good or not too good, uh, too, um, Hard. strong. Yeah. You know, and me, <laughs> full circle, you're the, you're the banana whiskey. No, <laughs> don't make me the banana whiskey. <laughs> the um, hell are <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. No, no, you just have a little bit more Fuck ice and a little this. sugar, you know, <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah. you're a little bit more palatable. Yes. Yeah. 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 And I mean like, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, I kind of like to be a, I don't know, mediator isn't the word. I, I mean, that's a good word for it. What's the word? Uh, an advocate. I like being an advocate for things that I think are important for people to hear, but are maybe presented in a way that is like, or have some stigma around it in yeah. some way. And I'm like, okay, I get the stigma, fine. But also like, 
just because this rubs you or pricks you in a particular way doesn't mean you need to pass up on this information. Like, can we just kind of calm down a little bit and like look at this clearly for a second? Yeah, I mean, that's where you and I are basically exactly on the same page with right. a lot of things. Right, yeah, yeah. I think that's why we vibe so well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, well, everybody, I hope I hope this is signs of things, good signs of things to come. Um, this was just to get the ball rolling. And it's going to be very strange that it's every five episodes now because so much will transpire in between now and the next episode. It yes. will be like, well, dang, there's so much to talk about. Now we have mm-hmm. to wait five weeks. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, I guess look out for some fresh content on Enneagram reposts. Enneagram reposts. Uh, I guess we'll probably post on no small thing if we change the ad. Yeah. No, if, if you, if you all are no small thing listeners that have followed the Enneagram content, I mean, I can name at least 10 people that I know who follow that stream. I hope you're there for the new rebranding or the new fresh exploration. Mm-hmm. Cause I think a lot of you all are in the same space that, we are in the sense of like you followed up to the brink of the blitz mm-hmm. and you're not disagreeing or out, but uh, you're ready for the next step. Right. And so are we. So it's a, it's a complete, you know, symbiotic journey of sorts. Yeah. Like we're all doing this together. Yeah. And I guess to that point, like I guess going forward, you'll be able to connect with me on uh, Enneagram reposts or whatever that becomes, but also know like, there's a lot of content that comes in through there, lots of notifications, and I'll probably be tagged to the no small thing thing. So if you want to hit me up with Enneagram, I'm always, I'm almost exclusively down for Enneagram conversations. Conversations I, I, Like people will hit me up about other stuff, and it's like I kind of feel bad about this, but I ignore a lot of stuff, and then people will come in with like, so I've got this new Enneagram thought. I'm like, okay, great. I'm go. excited to unleash you on Enneagram repost because now I, whenever I make a post, I turn off notifications for eight hours. Because oh, it's too many that's notifications. Smart. So no small thing and other and Instagram accounts aren't like that for me. But like mm-hmm. the moment I make a post on Instagram repost, um, it's it's notifications for for the next. Yeah, uh, I might turn non-stop. them off entirely. Yeah, because, and then just respond to what I see. So it'll be interesting to see how you manage that. Yeah. All right, everybody. All right, people. Thanks for listening uh, to these two nines potentially. Talk about the Enneagram. Mm -hmm. We don't know what Mesa is quite yet, but (laughs) I guess see you in five weeks. See you in five weeks. Bye, everybody.